0: This is an AMI podcast. Are you ready? Let's go from AMI Central.
1: Now circling in the neutral zone. Here's the pitch on the way. Thirty-six yards for the win. This. Here comes a big chance. The shot
2: is is
0: this the Tiger? The
2: neutral zone. Oh my God! This is as good as it gets. Now
0: here's your host, two-time Paralympian Rock Richardson.
2: What's going on? It's time for another edition of The Neutral Zone. I am indeed your host, Brock Richardson. And one of my favorite things, like outside of the actual show itself, to do is to ask my co-host some complete random question that starts the show off. And I have one of those today. It's taken me a while to come up with one one of these questions as it rolls around in my brain for a while but one came to me today so let's introduce those co-hosts uh for today first let's start with josh watson josh how are you
3: i am doing well brock it was a fun weekend of football and uh, hockey game or hockey practice actually on saturday so busy weekend of sports for me but uh, yeah looking forward to talking about some more
2: absolutely and also joining us is cam jenkins cameron how are you
4: I'm doing good, Brock. Um, Yeah, my weekend was good, and my past week was good. Um, Yeah, just kind of a regular week, watching some sports, watching some uh, Netflix, and um, yeah, there's been some good uh, things on Netflix that I've seen lately. Kind of, I was trying to remember one of them. I can't remember the name of it, but... (laughs) I like a lot of mystery and kind of thriller action, and I was watching one of those uh, this past weekend, and it was good. So, if I remember partway through the show what it was, (laughs) I'll let you know.
2: You know what I've started? I have started watching House, the entire series of that Doctor show. Oh, wow. House, which is very, very good. Um, And we have all the seasons and the whole Nine Yards, and it's been good. So, enjoyed that. But that. Can only mean one thing that that means my PVR is empty and it needs to refill because when we start watching shows that have been on and you know that just means our PVR is empty. But I digress. It's fun nonetheless. I told you I was going to ask you a random question and uh, here it comes. So when uh, you can say that louder, it's fine. Oh dear God! All right. So the random question today is. When you do something, do you put something of significance? So let me give you an example. So my email, for example, is Brock Richardson Seven at hotmail dot com and I'm not asking you both to spout out your emails, but just for contents of the context of this conversation. I'm giving you my scenario and the reason I have the number seven is because it's my favorite number. Are you guys like? really superstitious and it's like gotta have my lucky number gotta have my lucky whatever it is in there or do you care that much cameron start with you
4: don't care i've gotta do something that i can remember so like a lot of the times whether it's yahoo or you know whatever email address it is and they always suggest something and it's always like 0182476 you know like they always (laughs) put something like that behind it i'm like no i'll never remember that so um. Yeah. Like mine uh, is just Cam Jenkins at, and then um, you know, whatever provider I'm with, um, and that's easy for me to remember. So, uh, you know, because I'm uh getting close to fifty, I'm not gonna say how close I am to fifty. <laughs> I've got to do something that I can actually remember. Um. Yeah. So if that's, but I don't have a favorite number that uh, has to go into it.
2: Josh. I
3: am about as far from superstitious as you can get. I think black cats are some of the sweetest cats you can ever meet. I'm not afraid to pass under ladders, although I have yet to find one that's actually wide enough for me to do so, so it's not really a big concern. (laughs) And I certainly don't worry about throwing salt over my shoulder or breaking glass or any of that stuff, because I'm far too clumsy to worry about that stuff. (laughs) Things break on me all the time, so... No, it's just oftentimes if there's anything other than my name in my email, it's because whatever provider has just dumped it there. So if I'm the 932nd Josh Watson to request an email address from somebody, well, then that's what's going to go on the end of my email.
2: Fair enough. And with that, it's time to get into our weekly headlines. Neutral Zone Headline Headlines.
4: Basketball broadcaster Billy Packer has died at the age of 82. Shelley Adler has more.
0: Basketball broadcaster who covered 34 Final Fours for NBC and CBS... Packer's son, Mark, told the AP that his father had been hospitalized in Charlotte for the past three weeks and had several medical issues and ultimately succumbed to kidney failure. Packer, who played college ball at Wake Forest, joined NBC in 1974. He was part of the broadcast in 1979 when Magic Johnson's Michigan State team beat Larry Bird's Indiana State squad in the title game. I'm Shelley Adler.
3: The Canadian Paranordic Ski Team recently competed in the Paranordic World Championships from January 21st to 29th, 2023 in Sweden. The team took home seven gold, six silver, and five bronze. Overall, this is a wonderful showing for Team Canada, and I certainly am hopeful that there are going to be more medals to come from this very, very talented squad.
2: And I can tell you that we are working on getting some of those athletes on a future episode of The Neutral Zone. Continuing on in the para sports community, Team Canada Men's Wheelchair Basketball program took to the court against Japan in a six-game series that was held in downtown Toronto at the beautiful Pan Am Centre. Team Canada took home wins in all six of its matchups. There was only two or three of them that had a point differential less than five congratulations to the men's team as they're getting their reps towards the world championships in june of 2023
4: it's official former calgary Stampeder's quarterback bo levi mitchell has signed a three-year deal with the hamilton tiger cats Uh, It's going to be interesting with him being in Hamilton right now. Um, I think that he's going to help uh, make the Hamilton Tiger Cats a bit better. But he's starting to be an elder statesman. And with a three-year contract, it's going to be interesting to see uh, how well he is going to do for the term of his deal. Five
3: women's hockey players will be taking part in the 2023 NHL All-Star Skills Competition in Sunrise, Florida at FLA Live Arena on February the 3rd. Team Canada's Sarah Nurse, Emily Clark, and Rebecca Johnston will participate, along with Hilary Knight and Alex Carpenter of Team USA. The skills competition will feature six events, including Fastest Skater, Hardest Shot, Breakaway Challenge, Accuracy shooting, splash shot on the beach in Fort Lauderdale, pitch and puck using hockey or golf on an island green, and tendy tandem involving shooting goalies. I don't know about you, but part of me is curious to see this, and part of me could not really care less. As you can tell by the way, I'm announcing some of those challenges or, or skills competitions, I don't quite understand exactly what they all are. It will be interesting to see what happens. But overall, I, I think we're getting a little too gimmicky in the uh, NHL all-star game for my taste.
2: Yeah, I agree. I think it's just becoming too much to the point that as you're reading that, I was like, did I make a typo or is it splash shot? And then it was like, no, no, it is actually splash shot. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, those are your headlines for this week. Let's check in on our Twitter poll questions. Let's go back to last week when we asked you, would you trade Toronto Raptors star Fred Van Vliet at the trade deadline? Lots of you voted in this poll we had uh, over 40 votes this week, so thank you very much. Uh, 78% of you said yes, and 22% of you said no. This week's Twitter poll question, let's start there. Are you happy with this year's Super Bowl matchup between Kansas City and Philadelphia? Your options are simple, yes or no. You may cast your votes at our Twitter handles, coming at you right now. And welcome back to the Neutral Zone AMI broadcast booth. And we are set to get this ball game underway. The first pitch brought to you by Brock Richardson's Twitter account
0: at Neutral Zone BR. First pitch, strike. And hey, gang, why not strike up a Twitter chat with Claire Buchanan for the Neutral Zone? Find her at Neutral Zone CB. And there's a swing and a chopper out to second base right at Claire. She picks up the ball, throws it over to first base for a routine out. And fans, there is nothing routine about connecting with Cam and Josh from the Neutral Zone. At Neutral Zone, Cam J and at J. Watson 200. Now that's a winning combination. And this Oregon interlude is brought to you by AMI-audio on Twitter. Get in touch with the Neutral Zone. Type in at AMI-audio. The
2: 2023 Parasport Games are taking place from February 3rd to 5th in Durham, Ontario. Joining us now to talk more about the event is James Tipmarsh and Don Terry, who are both part of the organizing committee. Gentlemen, thank you so much uh, for joining us. It's a pleasure to have you.
1: Well, Thank you very much for the opportunity. Pleasure to be here.
4: So um, this question is kind of a two-parter. So Don, um, maybe we can start with you. And can you maybe talk about the history of these games and how did you be involved with them?
1: Well, the games have been around for a little while. They're they're operated by... um, uh, by the Ministry of, uh, of the of, uh, Tourism, uh, Culture, and Sport. And we actually hosted these games back in 2019. And so this is our second uh, time hosting the games. And it's, it's just a really exciting opportunity for our community to, to demonstrate our value and, and celebrate uh, inclusion and accessibility and, and just grow opportunities for people to participate in sport.
4: And James, can you maybe talk about how you became involved in uh, these games? Yeah, of course.
0: Uh, my involvement started actually back in 2019. I was a sport manager for Sled Jockey when Durham hosted their first set of games. Um, and I really enjoyed my time in, in running the event, running Sled Jockey, that in 2023 they asked me to, to join out as the sport technical chair, which helps oversees all the sports for these set of games. And I was more than happy to jump on
3: And so, James, my question is going to be for you. How many events will be held at the Games? And can you tell us a little bit about what they are?
0: Yeah, of course. So we actually have 11 sports uh, participating this round, and we have four demo sports. And I'll actually let Don, after this, talk a little bit about the demo sports because he had the close dip with with a couple of them. But uh, the the sports that we have range from para-alpine and nordic skiing, we have sledge hockey, we have wheelchair basketball, wheelchair tennis, boccia, and a whole lot more. And we're really excited. Sledge hockey starts uh, actually first on Friday, just prior to the opening ceremonies, while all the other sports will actually spread across the two days on Saturday and Sunday. So it's a, it's a jam-packed weekend, but we're really excited.
4: Don, uh, these games, they're kind of uh, mimicked after the uh, Paralympics um, why do you think it is important to be um, for it to be the feel of these games?
1: Yeah, you know that these games are so important because you know we all uh, appreciate. I think how much sport can can impact and 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 better people's lives, and and so these games are really an opportunity to to grow uh, participation, to celebrate the people who are participating and you know that's something that we certainly do here in in Durham region uh we want to see more and more people participate in the sport because we've seen the impact in our in our own community of people who, whose lives have been uh, dramatically improved because they've they've got the opportunity to participate in the sport and they feel included
3: that's great um i have another question for james is there any cost associated with attending the games if someone wants to come out and, and check out the events
0: No, that's the best part is that all of our events are actually free to attend. And we're hoping for for the athletes and for the teams that are involved that the more spectators we have out, the more atmosphere and more feeling we have towards the game will help better promote for the athletes. And will give them that that big game feel where, you know, when you have a jam-packed gym or a, a full ice hockey rink, that gives them the extra motivation, the extra pride of of competing in these types of games.
4: Don, I know um, there's a lot of interest in these games. Uh, Can you maybe let our um, audience know, um, is there going to be any live streaming that are unable to see it or maybe outside of Ontario?
1: Um, We will. um, Actually, we're we're very fortunate that uh, some of the programming from AMI is actually coming out and and live streaming some of the sporting events on Friday morning. They'll be live streaming the uh, sledge hockey match Um, and uh, we have some other organizations come out and uh, live stream. So if you want more information on that, I really encourage you to follow us on Sport Durham on Twitter, Instagram and, and Facebook and we'll post all those details there because we really want as many people as possible to be able to see these events and the athletes. That
3: sounds really great. And one last question for you, James. Where can people go to learn more information about the games?
0: Yeah, just top you up what Don just said. Uh, to learn more, we hope you to go to uh, our website, durhamregion2023.ca. We'll have the sports schedules there and the list of times for all the available events. Uh, and also on our social media platforms. So we have Sport Durham on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So it's Sport uh, Durham.
2: Awesome. You know, I, I have to say that, uh, competing as an athlete for a number of years that I did, one of my, my favorite events in Ontario to do, uh, was the Parasport games. And that's because of the feel that it's tried to get and tried to be a part of. And so I want to thank both of you for keeping that together and, uh, wish you all the best in, uh, you know a successful games and I'm glad we could promote this here on the neutral zone.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate the opportunity again and hopefully babe we'll see you out at the games on the weekend and if so let me know so we can say hello.
2: Absolutely. Uh, we will do that. That was Don Terry and J- James Titmarsh who are part of the organizing committee for the 2023 Parasport games happening in Durham. If you like what you heard, here's how you can get a hold of us by voicemail.
0: If you want to leave a message for the neutral zone, call now. 1-866-509- 4545. And don't forget to give us permission to use your message on the air.
2: Let's
0: get ready to leave a voicemail!
2: As we often say on this program, we always have so much to cover week in and week out and that is the case and we always leave things on the table and we kind of did this last week intentionally because we just knew that it would be a deep conversation in which we're about to uh, delve into and to join us on this conversation is the a final member of our panel, and that is Claire Buchanan, Claire. Hello, how are you?
5: I'm doing fantastic. uh have a kid at home that's a little sick, but uh we're just getting through the day and hanging out can get some rest. That's okay.
2: He'll join the club. I seem to have woken up this morning <laughs> with this whole like oh, my throat decided to not be hundred percent wonderful so and join the club uh, in that regard. But uh, we're going to get into a really interesting conversation. And I want to preface, and it's been noted before, but I want to just preface it before we get into this conversation, that Claire Buchanan, our very own, is part of the LGBTQ plus two community. And we would only have this conversation with having the appropriate Uh, representation on the panel. So um, with that, I will tell you that on one of our headlines last week, we told you that Ivan Provorov did not take a pregame skate um, which was involved in their pride night and they were going to use warm-up jerseys. And he didn't do this because he uh, cited this would go against his religious beliefs. So starting with Claire, what's your first reaction when you heard this, saw this, however you want to look at it?
5: Well, I mean, at the end of the day, uh, I don't think anyone should be really forced to uh, do anything. And as pro athletes, uh, I am curious to know if something like this was part of uh, the team's contract, if that's one of the things involved with um, just certain things that you as an organization and part of an organization are uh, quote-unquote required to be a part of and that's kind of where I would like to see if that's included in his personal contract but um, I mean at the end of the day whether it's creating a conversation out of a negative situation at least there's a conversation happening and uh, like we're having right here and the only way to grow and learn and, and kind of move forward is to hear from people that have the sim- similar lived experience. So uh, having conversations with people from the community is, I think, important in situations like this.
2: Let's go with uh, Cameron next.
4: I was really disappointed in Procrof for not uh, participating in this. Um, I think it's a cop-out to blame it on religion because last time I checked, at least for my faith, um, it's to love thy neighbor, or love other people. Um, so I thought it was quite uh, disgusting of him to say that it was against his religious beliefs because I don't know a religion where it does, where it says to hate other people. Um, so that was really disappointing when it came to that. Um, I think that it is part of his... Uh, contract or um, you know it stipulates something along the lines that if you are um, y- you are to be uh, you know included or you are to uh, represent the hockey club and uh, what they do as far as uh, outside of um, uh, hockey for um, you know fundraisers and uh, different things. Um, so it's just overall disappointing because. To me, from what I understand, the pride flag just is a matter of inclusivity, and it's for everyone to love one another or to um you know uh for minorities to be included and it's just all about inclusion and being included and it doesn't even necessarily um represent the lgbtq plus community. The flag just stands for for everybody. To be included, um, whether you're a minority of a disability or LGBTQ plus, or, you know, a different nationality. And that's what my understanding of what the, you know, pride flag uh, is also about. So, yeah, and then with the New York Rangers, they were supposed to, and they totally, uh, you know, um, took it away. And nobody ended up wearing the pride uh, jerseys uh, for a warm up. So, it's I don't know. It's just really unfortunate that when you are trying to include everybody, and the NHL says everybody can play, can they really? Because you can't even do a Pride Night or get everyone to to wear that uh, jersey.
3: It's first and foremost. I don't understand why someone feels the need not to participate in something as simple as a pregame skate wearing a particular jersey. Um, much like cameron mentioned i've not seen in the, the bible that my religion happens to follow where it says anything other than love thy neighbor as you love thyself um, i try very hard and i i hope i've been successful in treating everyone the same treating everyone equally because that's what humanity deserves we We all deserve to be treated equally. Um, I understand that different players on a team in a league are going to have different views. And I suppose we have to... I suppose we have to respect that in some ways. But at the same time, I just... I, I have trouble believing that this was religious belief at the end of the day. Um, to to me, it's a jersey. It's a sign that this is a safe space and anyone can play, and that should be the message. It shouldn't have to become political. It shouldn't have to become a religious discussion.
2: Okay. He, I, I'm going to go back to something Cameron said because I think it's a – it's a point and i'm going to jump off of that and kind of go back around the circle here's the thing i think citing religious beliefs is the easy answer that's the the, the answer that you can say well this is this is what i believe that's the easy answer i also will say that i'm not sure that it's fair to put the the religion as the reason I you know if you have your own personal beliefs and they align uh with the religion that you are following, that's fine, but I always think there's ways you can look at something and you can sort of see it different ways and i think the easy answer to this is well it's my religion and that's that's it you know i, I don't i don't think that's fair i think as i pointed out that's the easy answer last time I, and i'm literally googling on the fly as we do this because i wanted to be sure but yes the nhl does say everyone can play We're inclusive. That's what they stand by. So going back to Cameron's point, Claire, were you surprised or have you been surprised at the fact that the NHL hasn't stepped in and and done something now with the New York Rangers following suit and saying, we're just going to pull the whole plug?
5: Yeah, it's kind of uh, discouraging. Um, Like Cam touched on, it's – They're saying one thing of we want to create a safe space for everyone to play hockey and everyone is able to play hockey. And they want to create a space that uh, the next generation is able to come in and and feel not only safe, but excited to be in in an atmosphere that looks diverse and feels inclusive. And it's uh, for one, he's young realistically he's 26 years old and I would really like to know if he actually has people in his life that are part of the queer community because he I think he is using his religion as a cop-out because he hasn't had those deep conversations with people of the community to be able to have that growth as an individual
2: Yeah, uh, Cameron, you're the one that uh, brought that point up about the New York Rangers, so I'm going to let you uh, sort of further the comment.
4: Yeah, I just, to say that a person's young and 26, like, come on. That's not, for me, that's not too young. And he just, he doesn't agree with uh, probably the LGBTQ plus and, you know, what they do. And it's just, it's really unfortunate. (laughs) And for people like that, I would, I'm like, you know, I hope you end up having a brother, a sister, a good friend, a cousin, some family member that is that way. And like, then are you going to change your opinion? Because a lot of times people don't change their opinions until somebody close to them is, um, you know, has a disability or is part of the LGBTQ community or whatever the case is. And then for some magical reason, they start to understand and then they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I'm okay with it. But that's only because I have somebody, uh, you know, within my circle of family or friends, you know, that's a part. So I don't know, man, it just really bugs me. Um, You know, and and I'm saying this because I'm a minority of a person with a disability as we all are. And it just, I hate it when people judge me to say, you know, oh, you have a disability or, you know, you're not tall enough or whatever the case is. That really bothers me. And I don't want anyone else to feel that way. So why the H-E-double hockey sticks would I judge a person because if, you know, if they're part of the LGBTQ plus community? And for the Rangers, they like they just did away with the jerseys. I still think they had a pride night, but they didn't do the jerseys. So what does that show about inc- inclusivity? It is like they're not showing it by not <laughs> – And what if one of their teammates is there? They always talk about going to war uh, with their teammates. And are you really going to go to war with a teammate if they're part of the LGBTQ plus community? Like it just – it upsets me so much that people judge other people just because of um, you know, their sexual orientation or their disability or like, you know, I I hate to like be a commercial for what was that? The Coke song. I'd like to give the world a Coke and live in harmony. But like, that's what I want. And I know that I live in a Disney world world, but that's what i want and that's what i'm going to keep um you know sitting on my soapbox and doing is to get everybody to be included no matter what your minority is
3: yeah it's it, it's a very interesting conversation i think because on the one hand you've got the nhl saying players are free to decide which initiatives to support but on the other side You you claim that your hockey is for everyone. And yet when push comes to shove, did you really try to make that happen? It really doesn't seem like it to me. And I think... No, especially the Rangers, because they promoted
4: mm -hmm. it beforehand that they were going to do this. And it was a last-minute decision not to. Like, get your head out of of your you-know-what and if you're going to say you're going to do it, then do it, or at least talk to the players beforehand to be able to say, okay, no, the players don't. So like, don't even promote it in the first place, because then the media is going to come down on you. Sorry to interrupt.
5: Yeah, there's going to be a, a level of accountability. And I think that's what's been kind of swept under the rug in this whole situation is that no one's really being held accountable for uh, the way that they're using their platform, really as players in the NHL, they have this platform and um, I, it needs to be more mandated of the, of how they go about uh, the way that they speak to the media.
3: They have such a way of making change because of Mm -hmm. that platform. And I mean, yes, Provorov is using his religious beliefs as his, his reasoning, but I think we also have to bear in mind where he's from and the society that he comes out of, because I think that has a lot to do with this as well. And I think if he was aware of how many people are part of this community, then I think he might change his tune.
5: I agree with you. Uh, Well, that's what I was trying to touch on with um, not only him being young at 26 but he yeah he's coming from a cultural background that he might not have a group of individuals just naturally around him that are part of different minority groups and coming over and playing in the NHL now uh, I think that's just going to happen more for him and just naturally might create situations and conversations that will kind of spark hopefully that growth of him wanting to learn about other individuals outside of his normal uh circles
2: I want to also put out here because, as you guys were having the conversation and i i don't often look at the uh, forum that we use i don't look at all of you. I usually look at scripts and i'm and I'm watching all of your facial reactions as everyone's talking and you can see that, like, Cameron wants to explode over there. Like, you can literally see that he just, he wants to explode. <laughs> and it's it's okay, you know, it's okay, Cameron. It's fine, you know, this is why we're having this conversation. But uh, growing up, whenever I always got a job, it was always, and even now, with my mentors in, in the radio business, it's always, investigate your job. Investigate your job. And I... And I'm going to take out Ivan here. I'm just going to ask this as a broader question. Have we missed the boat on checking our job and fact-checking the job versus looking at, oh, I could make X amount of dollars and I'll just sign this down here. And, you know, when it comes up in the moment, then at that point, I will I will bite, if you will. I will, uh, you know, be the outlier, be the difference maker. Have we lost in this moment that thought of do your homework, do your investigation? Uh, Cameron, then Josh, then Claire. Yeah, like
4: Rogers is the big thing in Ontario for cell phones, and when you sign a new contract for that, that's like eighty pages. There's no way in, you know, that I check that contract or read it word for word. But I this comes down to. Like, just accepting somebody for who they are. Like, to me, it's not a contract. It's just a human uh, being and accepting another human human being for who they are. And, like, the heck with the contract. So, to me, this is just like a human being being a certain way and growing up in an environment where, you know, they thought it was wrong to be part of the LGBTQ plus um You know, uh, um, I can't think of the words. I'm getting so frustrated here, but community, community, thank you. Um, And it's just so frustrating because there must be, I think in every family, there is some sort of minority in it that has seen some sort of hardship. And when you look at it that way, whether they're disabled or LGBTQ plus or, you know, of a different religion, everybody has had that feeling of, Oh, I'm not good enough. Or, Oh, you know, I, I'm being treated as a minority here. And that's wrong because I'm just as good as everybody else. And for, I think Prokrov needs to be able to, you know, be taught that, that, Hey, you know, give me his number. I'll give him a call. And I'll say, Hey, Mm-mm. what's, uh, do you have any minorities or have you ever felt like a minority uh, before? Oh yeah, I have. How does that make you feel? Da, da, da. And like, who do you think you really are? Oh, well, I'm the cat's meow. I'm just as good as anybody else. <laughs> well then why isn't the LGBTQ plus community just as good as anybody else? Because they darn well are. Disabled people, they're just as good as anybody else. Period. End of story. <laughs> we're all equals. And like I have said in my school board book yearbook, or on I think it's on my Facebook profile, everybody has challenges. It's just that some are more noticeable than others.
3: Yeah, I think in this case, getting back to Brock's question, I think what we're talking about is provera of understanding what you're getting into and the fact that you're going to be asked to to be part of these promotional nights and so if you don't have those if you don't share those beliefs it's kind of important that you speak up and not say so the night of and at the end of at all, Basically, I've never worked in a company that doesn't put their their corporate beliefs up front. And the basic understanding is that if you're going to be part of this, you have to follow along with this. And in our day and age, we are, I hope, at least publicly, trying to be more inclusive among all groups. So I I think that's the biggest one of the biggest frustrations. The other one, which I don't think we've touched on, and I'm sure Brock, I'm probably taking the question right out of your mouth here, is he didn't participate in the pregame skate wearing the the jersey, but then he was allowed to play twenty some minutes of ice time during the game. What message does that send to people? I I think that is a whole other ball of wax that we haven't even gotten to yet.
2: Yeah, because because that, that's the the <laughs> and you did, you, you you took it right out of my mouth and, and that's fine but to me, if you're not going to stand by the end, Claire, I'm going to let you wait in just a second, but if you're not going to stand by the belief because of the action they did of wearing the jersey, the tape, the, all of those things, then why are you... Pers- participating in the evening because last I checked the whole thing was the evening and the outlier was we're wearing the 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 jersey we're we're doing the tape we're doing the but the whole night was was celebrating pride and what it stands for Claire
5: you're absolutely right when you go to any sporting event that has a pride event it's you're right it's not just the warm-up and it's not just the pregame stuff they they dedicate that entire evening in between periods or quarters to re-send that message of uh, this is a safe space, not only for other players that um, want to come out and and be open uh, as a pro athlete, but also the fans. Um, Just like Josh touched on, when you are looking to join a new group of individuals, you want to make sure that you're... Your ethics and your message line up with each other, and it's it's important to go into any situation knowing that you guys have the same uh, goals in mind, and you guys want to send the same message um, as a group. And them letting him play after that, and then also giving him the platform in the in interviews was, I think, just a bad move because it sent a message of, yeah, we're saying this message, but our actions aren't actually aligning with what we're saying now.
4: And what with Prokhorov, like if he didn't want to take part in the uh, skate and wear the Jersey, because uh, it's against his religious beliefs. Like I believe, uh, you know, you've maybe said in different words, but why not excuse yourself from that whole game and that whole day?
2: Mm, That's what I'm asking.
4: Because if their beliefs are that strong that they don't believe in that, well, then say you can't play in the game tonight. And he never did yeah. because, of course, he wants to play. He and also hope wants team the paycheck.
3: Win. Let's not kid ourselves.
4: Yeah, for sure. So, like, if you want to stand on your beliefs or stand by your beliefs, well, do it for the whole entire thing, not just the warm-up skate where you just go for a little dipsy doodle around. And that's all you do for the pregame warm-up. I take the entire night off but no he's not going to yeah. do that because he wants to help his team win and oh. how
2: how, how, how f- i think what you're trying to say is your your you're well, i know what i want to say your beliefs are only going to a certain point your beliefs have a have a a beginning and an end. They don't have a... It's not a complete story. I didn't say the end because... Well, I did say the end, as, but you I didn't just mean like the and, end of the story is he, is done because you're all right. He did choose to play in the game. Yeah, I think a lot of what and happened here... You what he wanted here, to do
4: that benefited him. And that's what most people do. They do what benefits them.
2: I th- I think a lot of the point that even Josh so eloquently quietly put in with, uh, his, with his microphone was yeah he wants the paycheck and I, I think that's the basis of it but the thing is i don't want you getting your paycheck well, you people know get, just because you, like people get um fined
4: or you're not playing this game because you're five minutes late to a practice or you slept in
5: yeah that's if exactly you're, what i was if you're, speaking it, on with his contracts like what if you don't participate in certain events that are in your contract, what did it say that that consequence would be? Because it's there was nothing. Like he.
4: Well, I, I read online that it is a very touchy subject, um, in regards to. Uh, no kidding. No, <laughs> well, no, like it's a touchy <laughs> subject on whether or not you can participate in these things, or if you can be fined and so on and so forth. So it's it's just it's ridiculous. <laughs> Because if you're five minutes late for a practice, you end up not being able to play or if you sleep in and you're late for practice. Um, but there's other ridiculous things too. Like, uh, you know, uh, somebody gets cross checked on the back and they get fined $5,000. Uh, the player the game suspension. Well, not necessarily. Whatever. Sometimes you don't even get that, Maybe. sometimes you get $5,000. But if you uh, talk bad to the referees, you get a $25,000 fine. Where is the mm. equity or fairness there? And that's a totally different subject for a different, um, you know, day. But yeah, the NHL, they, they just seem to be um, with their rules and regulations to be so up and down compared to a lot of the other leagues or it, it seems that way, but Maybe it's just because I'm pretty riled up right now and I can't see the force through the trees. I think so. you're
5: right though, Cameron, because we just saw this recently, this past uh, couple months or whatever, with Kyrie Irving. Uh, he very outspokenly uh, said his views on uh, the Jewish community. And he, I think he went almost over a week without being able to play any games and I, I was surprised that he actually was able to come back and play, but, but, but they, they put his foot, they put their foot down. and was like, dude, you can't, you can't say can't stuff like that. that. Your views don't align with us. So we got to figure out a course of action.
4: Yeah, with Perkaraf, And the NHL though, didn't
5: do that. And they just swept yeah. it under the rug.
4: With Prokhorov, he just said, Oh, it's uh due to religious beliefs. I, he did not go on a tirade like Kyrie did. So I think Very there's a, a bit of a difference when it comes to that, but I still don't understand it. Like, <laughs> fine him, um, suspend him one game or whatever because you didn't do what uh, you were supposed to do as far as to put on a pride jersey. Yeah, Um, And it'll be a bit different, I think, conversation if he ended up taking the entire night off, but he didn't. So he just pick and choose what was best for him.
2: Two things I want to get to here before um, Mark tells me we're out of time. And uh, the first one is when you buy a ticket and i'm taking a poll of 3 plus myself when you buy a ticket are you well aware of what of what you're going to what night it is you're going to what you're doing all i want all i want is a yes or no answer from all of you and then i'll carry on cameron are you aware of what's going on in the arena or the venue when you go when i
4: go um
2: i as in are you aware of the promotion that's going on when you go to a game?
4: Um, depends how many chocolate milks <laughs> I've had.
2: Fair, but for the most part, are you aware of what's Yeah, like place? you see
4: the cannons go and the different things going on? Um you're yeah, so yeah, I think I am aware of what's going on, um and what night it is.
2: Claire, are you aware of what's going on when you enter into a uh, oh absolutely.
5: Professional sports puts a lot of money and time into their um uh, the way that they promote uh each night and the whole season as well and there's there's no doubt that you go into a game or or a situation knowing it's pride night or we're doing this night and they they're very good at advertising those. So I I don't think going in and saying that you didn't know is kind of a another kind of
3: cop out. Josh, are you aware? Absolutely. The Blue Jays have theme nights all the time. They have Country Night, they have Pride Night, they have Star Wars night, <laughs> yeah. they have all kinds of they they have bring your dog to the ballpark night. Like people. <laughs> yeah. they have, have bobbleheads. Bobble exactly.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows when it's bobbleheads, exactly. okay. the Jays so. or anybody else. Okay. So Bottle to heads. my point then, yes. you would have to and this is this is just a poll of three of you plus myself cuz i agree mm-hmm. very scientific but to that point that means that every paying customer was aware of what was going on or should have been aware of what was going on at the venue that's that's it and if they were not comfortable with their you know with with what their beliefs were then they would not have attended same thing can be said for provorov however i will double down and i'll say yeah but provorov you knew the schedule before the rest of the world knew the schedule because I'm sure that you get the schedule before everybody else in, in the world does. Uh, Claire, we're running up against time, but I just want to get your feeling. You have competed in sports basically all your life. Can you touch just briefly on what it's like being part of such community and sometimes the challenges that go along with it? And I'm sorry I'm leaving you with like Two minutes to do this. <laughs>
5: okay. I, I definitely have um, gone into situations and in locker rooms and teams that uh, I know that there are um, one or two individuals that um, just don't share the same kind of mindset that um, I may have, and um, and and that's fine. They they have never expressed um, it in a negative or malicious way. It's just been an understanding of, okay, um, we can have as many conversations about this as, as you want. Um, I, I'm always open for conversation and, uh, that's where growth and, uh, kind of a bigger mindset comes from is lived experience. So I, it's, it's hard to go through situations where you see this of like, okay, someone's not really, accepting someone literally just for who they are as a human being and, um, for no other reason other than that. And, uh, it's, it's refreshing to see people like Cam that just fire off and, uh, are allies naturally of, of individuals. And it's, that's what it takes. We, we, People, part of those communities, people with disabilities, it's, we can advocate for ourselves as until the cows come home, but it's, it's the people outside of that community that is, um, is where we need the, uh, kind of extra push and hopefully outside of this conversation, uh, it's just going to create more allyship. And I think the comment from pride tape, when this situation happened, said it perfectly is that, um, we're always going to come into contact with uh, one or two people that don't really see eye to eye with us, but it's it's the majority of people that are showing um, their support that matter, and uh, to focus on the good rather than the few bad that uh, kind of tarnish it a little bit.
2: We have done this program in different variations for six years, and I'm going to I'm going to get slightly emotional over the next minute and a half, because I'm going to tell you, we have not all agreed on something. We have creative differences. We collaborate week to week. We do this. But the one thing I can tell you is that we all love each other. We all support everything each other does. And I'll be honest with you, when I found Claire and needed Claire to be a part of this, this panel the last of my concerns and the last of the rest of the panels was what community she was a part of because Claire has knowledge. Claire knows what's going on in the world. Claire knows what's going on in Paris sports, pro sports, even if she didn't like baseball at the beginning, (laughs) she's learned and her orientation means zero, not a thing to us. And so as professionals, we do have to learn at times that we need to love our neighbors and love the ones that we, we choose to be friends with. Do we like every decision they make? No. But at the end of the day, we love them all. That is the end of our show for this week. I would like to thank Josh Watson, Claire Buchanan, Cam Jenkins. I'd also like to thank technical producer Mark Follow. Podcast coordinator is Ryan Delahanty. Tune in next week because you just never know what happens when you enter the neutral zone. Take care and be safe.